pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know, um, just before COVID hit, I took my twins to New Orleans. We were there for CrimeCon. We had the best time. We flew in and we ate our way out. Okay. Um, we ate everything. We saw everything. We did everything. We listened to the music. We looked at the people. We went in the shops. The big easy, right? Not for Jessica Easterly. This beautiful woman, beautiful on the inside and out, is dead. And I want answers. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. With me, an all-star panel. But first, I want to introduce to you someone that cannot speak for herself today. Jessica Easterly. Who is she? Take a listen to our friend Tyler Hunt at CrimeOnline.com. The thing about siblings is that usually you get along or you don't. Jessica Easterly Durning and her sister Audrey Gutierrez got along. The pair grew up in Mississippi, but now as adults live in different states. So they spent hours on the phone or sharing long, encouraging messages on Facebook. But it was those phone calls that raised an alarm. Those phone calls raised an alarm. You know, when I look at Jessica, she just looks like everybody's best friend, the best sister you could ever imagine. I do not want her death to be lost in the sauce, lost in the shuffle, this file to that department, to this department, to that department, and never any answers. Oh, no, that is not going to happen. 
with me an all-star panel to make sense of it. CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, you know her well, Lee Egan. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, death investigator and star of a brand new hit on the True Crime Network, Poisonous Liaisons, Joseph Scott Morgan. He's been on literally thousands of death scenes. Renowned psychoanalyst joining us from Beverly Hills, featured in Netflix's brand new hit, Bling Empire. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Renowned attorney, trial veteran, former prosecutor turned defense attorney, Daryl Cohen. Uh, the name of his law firm is Cohen, Cooper, Estep, and Allen. He's joining us today, but special guests are joining us. Audrey Schmidt, Jessica's sister. She is leading the battle at the forefront. You can find all her information at justiceforjessica.org. Also with me, Jessica's best friend, Maria Creel. You know, I've studied a lot about Jessica Maria, a lot, Audrey. I know she was a voracious reader. She would read all kind of books, everything from cooking to design to Fifty Shades trilogy, you name it. She loved to laugh. And when she married, she devoted her life to her brand new built-in family, including a little girl named Gracie. Am I right about at least that much, Audrey? Yes, ma'am, you are. And you know, in the pictures of her, it's like happiness. My grandmother just used to say when she would look at my picture, my grandmother Lucy that I named my daughter after, she said she could just see the devilment coming out, even though I'd be smiling in the picture. <laughs> There's just this this aura coming out of her. She's just so alive. What about it? Yes. Yes, she was. She was very happy. Super happy. That's why I don't understand what exactly has gone wrong. First of all, take a listen to this. Last time the friends communicated was by text. Two days go by with no contact from Jessica. Creel is worried. Then comes a Facebook message from Easterly's account. It was Jessica's husband, Justin Durning, asking if his wife was with her best friend. Creel tells NBC's Dateline that she knew then that something terrible had happened. Straight out to Maria Creel, you state that that's when you knew something was very, very wrong. When you got a call wanting to know, hey, is Jessica with you? What happened? Uh, yes, ma'am. I was I was very alarmed. Like, I, I felt all of the blood in my body turn cold. I don't, I don't know how else to uh, express that, but I, I literally felt a whole chill come over my body when I saw um, a text from her, but it wasn't from her saying, where is she? And my boyfriend had just asked me if I had heard back from her since Monday, because we had discussed um, what was going on with her because she, she seemed very panicked when she contacted me on Monday. So to get a message saying she was missing, I, I I just felt frozen. You said you got a text from her, but it wasn't from her. Explain. Um, it was from her Facebook account, but it was from her husband. Saying where and is she? He, okay. 
saying where is I got she? it. Yes, ma'am. Joseph Scott Morgan, uh, death investigator. What is that sensation? Because um, my dad was hated heights. And I don't hate them. I love to go hiking and up mountain trails. But when I'm really high up and I look down, sometimes I can feel a tingle run down my legs. Or there's times when I get a chill like uh, Maria was just describing. Or sometimes, you know, when you hear a certain thing, the hair will stand up. You'll get a chill on your arm. What? Is that something mental is happening, but you have a physical reaction? She said her blood went cold. Yeah, probably flushed face. She could feel herself getting warm all over her body. It's a busy lot. Yeah, well, cold uh, and and hot too. I mean, I've had these sensations. You, it's a physiological response to something that's buried deep within your brain. Something that. I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that we have an ability as humans to sense trouble. We have an ability to sense things that are, I don't know, kind of pointing to maybe bad news or maybe or danger. something kind of ominous or dangerous. Yeah. And it's yeah, a or foreboding. Yeah, foreboding. it is a foreboding. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what is that, Dr. Bethany? Uh, with me from Beverly Hills is Dr. Bethany Marshall. There's a mind-body connection, but that doesn't explain it's almost like um esp you know you immediately sense something is wrong and i've discussed this with daryl cohen trial lawyer many times that you have a victim say i knew right then something was wrong before they could possibly Mm -hmm. know anything was wrong but they do and and to think that she got the facebook message from the husband but it was through her sister's Facebook. I mean, right there, you have a clue that something is not right. That right. the normal she be channel of communication. Exactly. exactly. Lee, Lee Egan, um, joining me from CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter. Just give me the dates and the locations. Let me get the nuts and bolts down first so I can start a timeline. Okay, Nancy. So the last time that Jessica spoke with her best friend Maria and with her sister was August 12, 2019. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, where is Jessica at this point? Her sister, her family, her friends have no idea. Take a listen to this. She had left everything behind. Her cell phone, car keys, money, and her ID 
all still in the home. Creel calls the New Orleans Police Department to perform a welfare check at the Durning home. That evening, Jessica's husband files a missing persons report. So the husband finds missing persons report, the husband, Justin Joseph Durning Jr. Now, let me understand this correctly. The timeline, Maria Creel, this is Jessica's best friend, along with Audrey Schmidt, her sister. August 12, you hear from Jessica. Then August 14, you hear from the husband through her Facebook saying, hey, is she with you? Do I have that timing correct? Yes, ma'am. Lee Egan, when was the missing persons report made? It was made on August 14th after they spoke with, after Maria messaged with Justin. Okay, so you two are messaging back and forth. Audrey Schmidt, when did you get in the mix trying to find your sister? Um, I didn't find out um, until around the 17th or 18th. Maria had tried contacting me, but we weren't friends on Facebook, so I didn't you know, I didn't see her message. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to make sense of everything that we are hearing. You know, Daryl Cohen, former prosecutor, felony prosecutor, turned defense attorney. So often we see something almost exactly like this at the beginning of a missing person scenario where everyone's attention is raised because they simply don't hear from someone. They miss a day. August 12, she hears from her. August four, August 13, and nothing. And then suddenly she realizes something is wrong. You know, to a lot of people, you think, wow, you didn't hear from her one day. Why are you worried? But it's called, quote, behave, uh, routine evidence. I don't mean it's SOP, standard operating procedure, like ordinary evidence. I mean, it's evidence of someone's routine. If Jessica Easterly Durning had spoken with her best friend practically every day, Maria, and then she misses, and then suddenly Maria gets an, a, a Facebook from the husband, then she knows immediately something's wrong. You cannot discount that kind of evidence, Daryl Cohen. Well, something is obviously wrong. And when you also take into account that all of her items of personally, her driver's license, et cetera, were found in the house. You don't just leave without that if you're going to leave on your own. You have to take something to make sure that people know that you're somebody, not necessarily who you are, but they, if you're checking into a hotel, checking into a motel, going somewhere, they need ID. So, and this, and you're right, Nancy, what I do every day, if suddenly the tomorrow I don't do it, that's unusual. If I don't do it two days in a row, something is wrong. So the Facebook post, it makes no sense. It tells me we've got a problem and it's a major problem. Where is she? Why, why is she gone? Did somebody take her? Is there any evidence of breaking or entering into that house where they may have kidnapped her? Obviously, if there was, we would know that. But why would they Nancy, leave everything? If I could jump in quickly. Jump in, Bethany. It's not what we get from people. It's sometimes what we don't get. It's the absences. It's not the call that raises the alarm. It's the lack of a call. You can feel the emptiness and the hollowness when somebody is not there. And I think that's what you're talking about. I've had couples come to therapy and the wife says, I think, I think my husband's having an affair. And I say, why? And she says, well, he came home 10 minutes late yesterday. And I never underestimate the level of anxiety the wife might have when the pattern breaks 
breaks. Patterning is so important. And that's what Jessica's sister and best friend are talking about. The pattern of all that daily contact broke. It might have, might seem slight to the viewers, to the listeners, to people who say, ah, you don't hear from your family for a day, but we know the patterns of our loved ones. And when those patterns shift, even slightly, we know something is off. I'm just taking in what you're saying. And Maria, um, I've told Bethany this story before, but my husband travels a lot for his business and he calls from the airport. Then he calls when he touches down. Then he calls when he gets from the rental car to whatever hotel or meeting he's at that he made it there. Right. So he was somewhere in Florida on a deal and he called when he touched down, but then I didn't hear from him again. Do you know, mm-hmm. I enlisted my friends. We were on the phone until three or four o'clock in the morning. I just imagine somebody hitting him in the head in a parking lot or carjacking him or, you know, killing over, having a heart attack or choking in his hotel room. Finally, D, my friend, found the hotel room. I called the manager. Of course, they did not want to disturb him, but after I threatened them, they did go <laughs> knock on his door. He was sound asleep. He had gotten up that morning at four o'clock to catch the flight and sound asleep with the cell phone right there. And I was so happy. I didn't even fuss at him. But that one text missing that one text, I knew that was totally out of the ordinary. So when she doesn't write you back or call you, Maria, what went through your mind? Um, I, I wasn't sure what to make of her not calling me back on the 13th after speaking to her on the 12th. Um, I, I was a little concerned, but, you know, as adults with active lives, I thought I would yeah. hear her from her soon enough. But then... When the 14th also proceeded to go by and I didn't hear from her. And then I think I got a message from her and I opened the message and it, it's her husband instead. I, I, I immediately was very, very concerned. Um, all of the hair on my head stood up. My blood went cold. I just knew something was very, very wrong. And another thing that I believe Daryl or Joe Scott brought out, Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, is this correct that her cell phone, car keys, money, and ID are all still in her home? Nancy, her cell phone and keys were in the home, but her ID was not. You know, that's curious. The just SOP, why would you leave without your cell phone or your car keys. And let me understand something. Audrey Schmidt, you are Jessica's sister. Where was her car? It was there at the house. So the car's there. What kind of car does she drive, Audrey? A Range, Ro- a Range Rover. So driving a Range Rover. And where was it parked, typically? In the driveway. So the, the, the Range Rover sitting there, big as Ike, in the driveway. Her cell phone is there. Her car keys are there. Her Range Rover is there, but no Jessica. I mean, what's the theory here that she set out on foot? Um, so what do we know about her? How can we make sense of it? If everybody came home and I wasn't here, 
they would probably look to see if my favorite tennis shoes are here, my running shoes, because maybe I'm out jogging or walking. Is the dog here? Have I taken him out? Because if your car's here and all your stuff's here, the only thing missing is you. We're talking about a beautiful, a beautiful young woman on the inside and out and suddenly, seemingly vanishes off the face of the earth, Jessica Easterly. But who is she? Will it give us a clue as to where she is? Take a listen to our friends at WDSU-TV. By all accounts, Jessica Easterly Durning was a kind and fun-loving person. She was a good woman. One thing she did good, one thing she did so well was she made friends. That's why her family believes something went terribly wrong just about three months ago when Jessica was reported missing from her home in Lakeview. Guys, you're hearing our friends at WDSU-TV, but you're also hearing her dad, Rick Schmidt, speaking, and you could just hear his voice cracking. It makes me think of my dad so much, um, hearing the pain in his voice when he realizes Jessica is gone. (laughs) Then the case takes... A horrible and unexpected turn. Take a listen to Tyler Hunt, Crime Online. A week after Easterly was last seen, two of her sisters, Audrey and Amanda, and a cousin, traveled to New Orleans. The plan is to speak with detectives, but they made a stop first in Jessica's neighborhood. Driving through, they smelled a foul odor and stopped to search on foot about two blocks from Easterly's home. That's when Audrey found a body, dressed in a black tank top, black shorts, and black shoes. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Her sisters, Audrey and Amanda, decide to take it upon themselves to find their sister. Audrey, I am so sorry for what you've been through. I cannot even imagine finding her body. First of all, you decide you're going on a road trip and you drive with your sister, Amanda, all the way to New Orleans to look for Jessica. What led you to go look for her yourself? Well, we um, we decided to kind of scout out places for a future search party. And um, when we drove down the road on Kenilworth and Orleans, um, my cousin Doug, he kind of smelt something, and but he didn't tell us, you know, what he was smelling. And he got out the car, 
And so you were going very slowly because if I pass something driving quickly, I may not smell it. Well, actually, I smell nothing because I had COVID and I can't smell anything. But before COVID, I may not have even noticed it unless I was driving very slowly. So what are you very carefully going through the neighborhood at a slow MPH? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we were. But why did you decide to set out on your own with your sister? Did you feel that no one was searching for her? Yes, ma'am. I did. Why? Well, because no, no one was searching for her. The, the NOPD didn't search for her. They didn't. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I find that but. very odd. I don't disbelieve you, but why wouldn't they be out searching for her? I mean, all the time we cover cases where you've got searches by air, by land, by horseback, by ATV, cadets walking shoulder to shoulder, searching bodies of water. But why weren't they searching for her? They um they told us that um that the reason why there was never um a search conducted was because manpower and the resources. Okay, I will leave that for later on in our program. So you take it upon yourself. What was the husband doing? Um, I don't know. He hasn't contacted me. Well, I don't like that right there, but that's a whole nother can of worms. So you and your sister, and I think you said your cousin, a male cousin was in the car? Yes, ma'am. His name is Doug. And you're all just driving around the neighborhood. I mean, what else can you do? Just start where she was last seen and start looking. You're driving around the neighborhood, and what happens? Um, well, there's a canal wall there, and uh, my cousin Doug was, me and him was walking along the canal wall, and he smelt something, and so he pointed me in another direction and said, why don't you go search over there? I found out later it was because he didn't want me to see Jessica if you know, if he was going to find her, he thought for sure he was going to find her. And um, I was just walking along the railroad tracks and I seen a tarp and um, I, I slid down the rocks and I hit the tarp with my foot and I was just sitting there praying, please don't let that be Jessica. And um, it wasn't. But then I, I walked about five feet and there she was. She was just laying there in this tree line. And um, her knee was black, and at first I thought it was um, someone was burning wood or something. Like, my eyes didn't focus. I didn't know what it was at first. And um, I thought, well, that's strange. Why would somebody be um, burning wood in the woods? <laughs> and so then I um, I looked again, and then my eyes focused, and there she was. I'm so okay. sorry for crying. <laughs> Audrey, I want to cry too. You know, Audrey, what you went through, I, I want you to speak to Dr. Bethany Marshall for a moment, our psychoanalyst joining us from Beverly Hills. You know, Bethany, when uh, my fiance Keith was buried at his funeral, I did not want to look at his body in a casket. Hmm. And I remember at a distance, I glanced in and I saw just part of his face above the coffin. Hmm. And I passed out. Of course, I was much younger then and was not used to seeing dead bodies or crime scenes. And mm -hmm. to this day, if I smell carnations, I get nauseous because mm -hmm. when I came to, you know how those funeral home flowers smell kind of a fake oh, yeah. floral smell? 
And this girl, Audrey, goes out on her own when nobody is looking for her sister. She goes out with her sister and cousin, and there they are, out there just wandering around on their own. Nobody's helping them, and she sees her sister. I mean, how do you get past something like that in your life, Bethany? Nancy, this this is the pure definition of trauma. First of all, you know, getting that message through Facebook and knowing something's amiss, having to search on your own without the police coming and helping you and then seeing your sister on the ground in the tree line, n- nothing would prepare her, uh, Jessica's sister, to see something like this. It is a trauma scene, uh, much like people who uh, watch the World Trade Center go down or or see the aftermath of a plane accident. Part of what trauma is, is what we see, not just what we experience. And then she has to think about what happened to her sister. How did the body get there? What trauma did the sister endure before she was killed? I would suggest that you see a trauma specialist, somebody who just specializes in treating people who have seen and witnessed horrific events in their life because without that you might find that you're having flashbacks to the scene um, nightmares intrusive thoughts isolation numbing Uh, when people are traumatized anything in the present that reminds them of what happened in the past is seen as being identical so even maybe seeing trees, um, looking at Facebook, um, getting a phone call from out of the blue, driving past a police station, all of these triggers are going to put you straight back to that day where you saw Jessica on the ground and you smelled those smells and maybe seeing an EMDR therapist or a trauma specialist would help unlink the present from the past. Guys, we are trying to get answers in the disappearance and death of this beautiful woman, beautiful on the inside and out, Jessica Easterly. Take a listen to our friends at WDSU-TV. It's a case that's left Jessica's neighbors and Lakeview residents on high alert after the body was recovered near the 610 underpass. Everything seems to be hush-hush. The police don't know anything. The neighborhood is very upset about it. And we would really like some answers as to what happened to our neighbor. And more from DSU. Monday, the coroner confirmed that a body found a couple of blocks away belonged to Jessica. The positive ID in this case took more than two months. This thing would not have taken as long as it has. It should not laid in the New Orleans sun for a week and a half before her body was found. Audrey Gutierrez do we know the COD? Could you confirm that for me? Cause of death? It's, it's undetermined. Undetermined. But I can tell you this. She didn't go out and kill herself out in the middle of uh, of nowhere and just lie down and die of natural causes. That did not happen. Exactly. This is a homicide. Now all we have to do is figure out who did it. To death investigator Joseph Scott Morgan, I can't believe that we still don't have a COD. I can't either, Nancy. Uh, we're we're talking a year or more now, downrange from when this tragedy occurred, and still we don't have any answers. The only 
trauma indications that they actually talked about in public that I can find reference to is trauma to her to her head and her face. We're talking about an nose and, nose jaw. and jaw. You're right yes. again. Listen to Tyler Hunt Crime Online. It would be three months before the body was identified by the Orleans Parish Coroner's Office as Jessica Easterly Durning. Two more months pass before the autopsy report is released to the family. Orleans Parish Coroner's Office finds evidence that Jessica sustained a nose injury as well as a small linear fracture to her jaw around the time she died. But there is no indication how those injuries might have been sustained. Both the cause and manner of Jessica's death are undetermined. Ridiculous! She did not go wander out in the sun and just fall over dead and sustain a fracture to her nose and jaw three no. months before an ID? O-N-O. Absolutely not. Because when Audrey Schmidt walked up and saw her sister, she knew there that was her sister. Why did it take them three months before they could ID the body and two more months? And we still don't have a cause of death. Lee Egan, Crime Online, what's the problem? Nancy, they are saying it's undetermined. They just cannot figure out whether there was foul play or not. And that's the holdup. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm trying to figure out uh, what a photo of Jessica's futon and headboard have to do with this. Audrey, with with me, Audrey Smith, Schmidt, this is Jessica's sister, also with me, her very best friend, Maria Krill. Why did you send us a photo of Jessica's futon and headboard? Because he was seen throwing that out um, after the cops had went to his house to question him. And um, a couple hours later, he threw that out. And um, they came by and took forensics of it. And that was back in October of 2020. And we're still waiting on results for that. What, if anything, did you observe about the futon and headboard? Anything at all? Um. It, it was shocking to see. It looks like blood is on there. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I mean, why would you get rid of your futon that was in the bedroom and yeah. headboard? Daryl Cohen, you're the defense lawyer. 
Why would you? And let me just point out that the husband has not been named a POI, person of interest. He has not been named a suspect at all. And let me clear something up before Daryl speaks. Maria Krill, when was it the husband throws out the headboard? It was just this past October, so a, a good 14 months after she had gone missing. I'm very That's curious it. about that. Go ahead, Daryl. Nancy, that doesn't bother me. If he had thrown it out immediately, then it bothers me because it tells me there's forensic evidence on that headboard. But what I keep coming back to is no one leaves on their own without their cell phone. Their ID, they may leave. They may leave their car keys. But their cell phone is attached at the hip, at the hand, at the ear. And I still so, have a problem with throwing out the futon. And and uh, was it Maria or Audrey that said there was a substance on the futon and it was tested at the crime lab? I mean, for all I know, it came back as ketchup. I don't know. It, it hasn't came back yet. We haven't gotten results on that yet. And when was it? When did they send it into the crime lab? How long has it been? Um, since October 2020. But we always know it takes over a year for anything to come back from any crime lab. That's ridiculous. On a good day, that's absolutely absurd. What about it? You just got Morgan. You're working at the crime lab and with forensics every day. Yeah. First off, it's 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 nothing to test. Uh, let's just take the futon for instance. This soft, malleable uh, fabric. You're just going to test it for for fluids, and specifically, we're going to be looking for blood or what we think might be blood. And either you're going to get a positive or negative result. I'm not even talking about typing, Nancy. I'm just going to say, look, we've got the presence of blood here. Now, how do we explain that? I don't know, but just not to simply have a response. And let me tell you one more thing that's very troubling to me as a death investigator. It's this headboard. I can't tell you how many cases I've worked over the years where the headboard has become involved in blood staining. Because when you think about head trauma, there could be cast off, there could be actual radiating spray that comes onto a headboard. So you want to put as much distance between yourself and that headboard as possible and get it out of this environment contextually. Because if we go back in and reconstruct this crime scene and it's the headboard, we think the head is adjacent to that and we see blood on there. You're damn right we're going to be looking at this thing and trying to figure out the dynamics of what actually happened. I, uh, you know, when uh, I was, you know, I was floored again. Uh, you know, I covered this initially, but I was floored again when I heard uh, it was, I was reminded of this, this fracture that she had of the jaw. People talk about getting their jaw fractured periodically. You'll see it in the news and whatnot. I got to tell you, Nancy, the jaw itself the mandible is a very robust bone. It is difficult to fracture. You see boxers that sustain tremendous impacts. They don't get their jaws fractured. It takes specific trauma. It takes directed trauma to fracture that bone. It's created right. that way to be very robust. in the body. Yes, it is. Um, again, let me say the husband, his name, Justin Joseph Durning Jr., is not... He has not been named a suspect or a person of interest in this case. Uh, I want to go back to Maria Creel, the best friend of Jessica Easterly Durning. You also got a text from her, something about, I don't know what's going to happen when I go home. Yes, ma'am, that's correct. She was um, on Monday afternoon 
um, she was at a doctor's appointment with her stepdaughter and um, she she had called me earlier and um, we had we had made some tentative plans for the following day and I um, I was messaging her about those plans and she called me because while while she was away from the home and using her cell phone to contact me through messenger her messenger account was also available there at the house via her tablet um or their or their laptop so she didn't want anything to be um in writing that could be read from the house while she was away why because you know what i would just i couldn't care less who reads my phone or my iPad. The twins read it, my husband, if he wants to. Anybody can read it. I don't care. So why did she not want anyone to read what she was writing you? Um, Nancy, the plans that we had discussed for the morning of the 13th um, were for me to drive to New Orleans and pick her up for, um, for her to come and stay with me in Alabama. And... Um, if if you she mean were for a visit for a vacation, no, no, ma'am. She was she was she was hoping and, and planning to to leave the relationship. Why? Um, well, it, it there was there was um, a fair amount of of chaos and I would even dare say abuse in the relationship and um, a whole lot of control going on. And um, she was just not happy anymore. And she was also very afraid of moving on. Um, She felt like that would not be met well, um, certainly not with enthusiasm. And she was afraid that she would be in danger in attempting to move on with her life and leave the relationship. Back to Audrey Schmidt. This is Jessica's sister. Has the husband already started dating again? I believe so. We have heard that he has. What about it, Maria? Um, yes, we we've. I mean, you know, I hate to I hate to call anything a fact when you've heard it secondhand, but we have we have been told that he has been seen with um, other individuals since she passed. How soon did he wait before he started dating? Um, um, we were made we were made aware of another relationship as soon as January of of 2020, if I'm remembering correctly. We were not sure who it was with, but apparently there was a young lady being seen in and out of their so house. About four months? Yes, about ma'am. four months. Audrey Gutierrez, what can you tell me about photos of Jessica that her husband, Justin Durning Jr., released? Well, after my sister went missing, um, before we had found her, he was releasing videos and pictures of her, um, you know, uh, naked pictures and um, saying that if you donate, then I will send you clothes, shoes, underwear, lingerie of hers. Okay. I I, I really can't even respond to that right now. I'm just so taken aback. Um, Of course, Justin Durning Jr., Jessica Easterly Durning's husband, is not a person of interest. He is not a suspect. Why in the world would he release naked photos and videos 
of his now deceased wife, Jessica. I don't get it, Maria Creel. Nancy, we were pretty horrified um, just at the level of, of disrespect, but it, it goes further than actually just releasing the um, photos and videos. He actually went so far as as to pretend that he was her communicating with individuals on the internet and and soliciting you know compensation for the videos as if he were her when in fact she was she was just down the road um lying in the sun dead decomposing i mean here you've got this guy justin durning jr jessica's husband and he's offering to give away her clothing and her i guess what would you say? Her clothing, her pajamas, her underwear? What's he giving? What's he offering to to sell or give away, Audrey? Um, he was wanting for donations to help bury her. Um, clothes, shoes, lingerie. Um, you mean underwear? Yes, underwear ma'am. and bras. Okay. But at the same yes. time, Maria Creel, you're telling me he was. I guess disseminating videos of her and photos of her naked as if she were still alive. Before he revealed to, um, before he revealed to their followers, I guess you would say that she was no longer with us. He was still carrying on as if she was alive and well and active on adult sites and, and selling videos and photos of her, or at least attempting to, to people as if nothing was wrong. Guys, the disappearance and then discovery of Jessica Easterly Durning has devastated her family. And again, I, I, I don't care what the woman did for a living. We're not here to judge her morally. We're here to solve a crime, help solve a crime. And in that vein, is it true? Audrey Gutierrez and sister, Maria Creel, best friend, you guys have gone online at change.org and raised over 68,000 signatures to get the case. Another look. Yes, ma'am. Oh, whose idea was that? It's brilliant. Uh, that would be mine. Is that Audrey <laughs> or Maria? Audrey, oh, sorry. Audrey. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. It's brilliant. It's a, it's a sorry day, I might add, when you have to get out there and beat the streets and get people to sign a petition at change.org to get the district attorney to pay any attention. But the good news is this district attorney, Jason Williams, has reached out and spoken to you. Has he not, Audrey? Yes, ma'am, he has. And? Uh, he is investigating it. So what can you tell me about what the district attorney, Jason Williams, has said, Audrey and Maria? Uh, Nancy, we actually we've we've had a very productive conversation um, with him and we're very optimistic. We don't want to get too far into mm-hmm. the details because mm-hmm. at this point we're, we're trying to show some faith in the level of interest that we've been shown. Um, and it was, it was somebody on your program, Nancy, when we, when we 
first started this conversation that recommended we reach out to him, and we really appreciate that guidance. Well, it was our friend Joe Scott Morgan, death investigator, that actually said that, and he and I talked about it a great deal off the air, and I'm glad to hear that the district attorney who says he is the, quote, people's DA is reexamining the case. So now let's see if he puts his money where his mouth is. If you have information, please call Crime Stoppers at 877-903-7867. There's also the New Orleans Police Department, 3rd District, 504-658-6030. Let me give you Crime Stoppers again. 877-903-7867 or go on Twitter at Justice for the number four, Jess, J-E-S-S underscore or justice for jessica easterly on facebook and again at crimeonline.com our crack reporter lee egan has reached out to the husband justin durning jr still no response but oh how i would love to talk to him but i want to be clear he's not a suspect he's not a person of interest still want to talk to him We wait as justice unfolds so Jessica Easterly may finally rest in peace. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com.